we live we live baby we lit what it do let's go baby (laughs) (laughs) hey yo We lab, baby. What to do, y'all? What up? What up? What's happening? <sighs> another day, another dollar. <laughs> Episode 37. Cranking up. Right? Cranking Is it 37? It's 37. We, we getting up there, dear. 37. 37. What a time. I know. Today is, um, today's episode is, like, a very vague, but it's vague in the sense that, you know, there's a lot of things we can't cover, but, um, specifically today, you know, we're just talking about black film, top to bottom, um, Lots of things in between, like, you know, the stereotypical um, cast members that we typically play on film, um, like these new narratives that's going on in film, just just where we are currently in black film, because it's kind of gone all over the place, and yeah, you know, we're we're progressing i think but slowly but surely but we're also losing things as we get into um like current black film in my opinion um like what um i mean in the sense that like there's not enough black movies right now that is just about us living like i like i want to see more movies that's not traumatic for us that's not from a historical lens like like the last like just cutesy living movie that I really enjoyed was the photograph with Issa Rae and Lakeith like it was just about them literally living their lives and they happened to fall in love like there was no trauma there was no like (sighs) it was just good like I just miss us being you know like film that was just about us being us and not about us like getting murdered and us being discriminated against and us being slaves and shit like that. Like I do understand the importance of those types of films, but right now it seems like it's just very heavily saturated and I just miss the good. Just uh, just just us being able to be us, you know? Like Love Jones and Love and Basketball and shit like that. <laughs> those movies are still there um they're not per se on like but i guess it's hard i haven't been to a movie theater in so long (laughs) so like to know like what move like those movies that are like out in theaters compared to just like movies on like netflix or amazon Mm -hmm. um there used to be obviously a, a clear distinction but now i don't even feel like i get like 
commercials like promoting like new movies that are going to be um in theaters so it's a little Mm -hmm. rough for me there but there's still there are people creating movies Mm -hmm. um that aren't like i I guess i'll say major screen but Mm -hmm. amazon not am yeah amazon netflix are getting better with their movies just in terms of black people doing regular stuff you know black people being in like the horror or like drama suspense movies Mm -hmm. um if there's one thing bet gonna do (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be put out a movie. That's it. If there's one thing they gonna do with some horrible acting, <sighs> you can always count on BT. But you for can count it. on BT to give you that love story, that romantic movie. But it's um, yes. it's always gonna be <laughs> the acting's gonna be a little questionable. But they always end up being cute little movies. Um, but I do think we've gone a long way. I think um with the recent events and recent history in terms of um, the deaths that have happened, police killing the black people, not getting any justice for it, that's kind of fed the narrative a little bit more to dive dive into those movies mm-hmm. um, or keep that type of movie going and keep it strong or even in just... Um, regular tv shows where they have to have an episode about about it um Mm -hmm. just to kind of stay relevant with what unfortunately is still going on so that Mm -hmm. i think that's why we we still see see some of that Mm -hmm. but don't get me wrong the photograph that was such a cute movie it was cute and i just you know you just need a little love but also i think i i said you know like I do still think that movies that are, you know, making people aware of their surroundings is is important. Um, but I also think that black people approach those types of movies like slave movies and, you know, police brutality a little bit differently. Um, just because I think you have to be in a certain headspace to watch those types of movies and um i'm trying to think of the last movie that was like in the theater and i was like you know i was like ma you know you want to see such and such and she was like nah girl i don't feel like being mad at white people right now like and i think we have to acknowledge that you know we approach those kinds of movies differently you know like you do have to be in the right headspace to watch a movie like I'm blanking right now, but like the Nat Turner Ju- movie, Judah, Judah and the Black Messiah. Um, yeah, but then that also has a has its own. Um, I have an in- well, I have an interesting take on Judas and the Messiah, but yeah, like I mean, you have to be in a certain headspace to watch those movies, like. Whether we acknowledge it or not, watching it does something to us. I think either consciously or subconsciously. Um, so I'm not always in a rush to watch, you know, shit that's going on in our current surroundings. Like I think um, Regina, I think it was Regina King had a show, like a limited series on Netflix called, I think it was Seven Seconds. And I waited so long to watch that show because I knew it would have me and my feelings and within the first episode I was just like 
I was so mad. And so I know that when I watch those types of things that I need to be like in a good headspace because otherwise it's just going to put me in a slump. And I was like dead ass angry. I think it was like very much in not a great time in America. <laughs> um, not that there's ever <laughs> seems to be a great time for that kind of shit. Um, so I think it's just more so, you know, you have to be cognizant of where you are before you step into a movie theater and watch slave shits because it's not it's not fun i don't personally enjoy those types of movies i mean i get why they need to be made but yeah no just a messiah though while it was a great movie um it's part of it's part of this new narrative that i'm like starting to pick up on where you know essentially it's like black people betraying their own um similar to queen and slim how you know they literally made it through the whole movie only for a nigga to rat them out at the end like it was trauma not trauma let me not say traumatizing but it was just like damn bro like so now but that isn't seems that what happened in real life is queen and slim like based on real life I mean, I don't know about that one, but I know Judah and the Black Messiah is. Like, that, that I mean, that was real life. He was a snitch. Right. Which, I guess they're not. They shouldn't probably be in the same category. It just feels like, I don't know, black people turning on their own people. I mean, I guess there's, a, there's an audience for it. It just felt like at the time there was a lot more a lot of this narrative of like us turning on our own people and it just i don't know it made me feel a way but i mean obviously you know jews messiah was a little different because that shit was real but yeah what's your favorite movie bad boys 2 Can saw her face. She was like, "Bitch." I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Bad Boys too. I love uh, anything Will Smith. I, I mean, mean and th- my favorite movie is. I, d- I go back and forth because, like, for the longest time, my favorite movie was like Love and Basketball, and then I think I watched it so much where I was just kind of like, yeah. "I need to find something else to watch." But like, I love Hitch. I love Hitch so Hitch is, much. Hitch is great. I love that movie so much. Loki, I love Shrek. I think that Yeah. Movie, like that like Hitch, I can watch anytime. Shrek, I can watch anytime. I can still watch Love and Basketball anytime, like without a doubt. Um What else can I watch anytime? Is there any love, Is there any movies that you like loved as a kid and then you watched them as an adult? Probably Love and Basketball for you, but is there any other ones where like you watched it as an adult and you were like, What the hell was I watching as a kid? Like what did I love? Cause some of my like favorite movies from the nineties are actually pretty uh <laughs> pretty much every Disney movie known to man. <laughs> okay. Cause all those movies like if they, I, f- I feel like one year they did a thing where they like showed all those movies or maybe they're just on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. But like that one movie with those two tall basketball twins, like bruh, mm-hmm. that movie's so trash. But I love that movie as a kid. Yeah, there's there's quite a few now that I'm an adult and I understand the references a lot more. Like 
like loving basketball was one of my favorite movies as a kid and then when i grew up i didn't actually know what a lesbian was so and that was one of my favorite lines out of loving basketball i was like Mm-mm. i won't i'm a lesbian and in my eyes didn't know what the hell that meant back in the day um which is also just an fyi that your children don't associate sexuality as much as y'all think y'all as much as y'all think we retain like i said the words but didn't know what the hell it meant and didn't associate it with anything i just was speaking um but yeah no it's a lot of it's a lot of movies now i just look back and i'm like wow girl your your taste sometimes you gotta leave things in the past and just be like that was my favorite as a kid and just don't watch it because it might ruin it for you but yeah no i think um bad boys 2 is my favorite surprisingly remember the titans is also a favorite of mine i can literally watch Mm -hmm. that one anytime any place yes um those are probably my top two surprisingly my third is spanglish have you ever watched spanglish with adam sandler i've never seen spanglish no so good I love that. Adam Sandler movies are all the same, but I, they're just stupid funny. I just love them. That one's not how you think. That one actually has a plot. Like, yeah. it, it's different. It's very, very different. They, like, hire a maid and she doesn't speak English. So she learns how to speak English, but then they have so much family drama. Like, yeah, it's, it's actually a very good movie. But it's not the typical Adam Sandler, like, stupid humor type movie. But... Not to say that that's not good, because Big Daddy was my favorite growing up. Movie um, is so freaking funny. So cute. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. So, you know, like, obviously, you know, I've said that the black narrative is quite different than it used to be. But then also that they're pushing a lot more acknowledgement of what's going on in our, like, current predicament. Do you feel like it's on like black producers and black filmmakers um, to take on the burden of producing like all black casts and all black um, like what's what's the word besides casting, cast, crew, things like that. Do you feel like it's their responsibility? Um, And I ask this because I feel like Shonda Rhimes and like Lena Waithe get criticized a lot for that especially Shonda Rhimes because she's very much we back y'all had a brief intermission here but anyways so Mia do you think that it's on um people like Shonda Rhimes and Lena Waithe to you know produce these all black casts and crew um because you know Shonda Rhimes takes a lot of heat I think because she's very much big on interracial casting um which I'm not opposed to I'm just gonna throw that out there however obviously most of the time whenever a new Shonda Rhimes film show comes out that is normally the number one critique is that she has a more interracial cast and so do you feel like it's on her you know and other people like her like Lena Waithe and can't remember that man's name but um is it on them (laughs) (laughs) is is it on them though to you know make it completely a black you know experience top to bottom absolutely not and i i mean i don't think that 
the cast and crew needs to be all black. I think it mm-hmm. needs to be diverse and how the world is diverse. Um, I know there's been mm-hmm. a lot of actors and actresses in the recent years at award shows calling on all those people in the room, which are normally white people mm-hmm. to diversify their crew and their cast. And mm-hmm. it, it takes all of us. I think people like, uh, you know, the people who have made it already, of course they, you know, they open the door, they got to keep it open. Mm-hmm. They got to make the door, they got to make the door bigger, mm-hmm. but um, they also need to push that responsibility to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like um, what was, what was the name of that? Um, Squid Games, you know, mm-hmm. like we're pushing for, f- I don't, I think they were Korean. Were they Korean? Yes. You yes. know, like, yes, I want to see, I want to see more black people, but I want to see more people of Asian descent. I want to see more Mexicans. Like I want to, I, the push needs to be, and as we continue to go in time and more films are created, it's just the the film and the crew needs to represent what it looks like outside of that set. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, again, I think the push that a lot of directors and actors and actresses of color have been making is, um, you know, the white people who have all the money and make all the calls mm-hmm. need to diversify a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I would, it's a call to action of everybody, but definitely those people who have already made it need to keep that door open, keep that door wide open. Mm-hmm. And I agree, I agree with what you're saying. I think um, specifically, I remember me and you spoke about um, when Bridgerton came out and one of the biggest critiques was that, you know, it wasn't black enough, which fun fact guys a lot of people don't know but Bridgerton was a book written by a white woman so expecting an all-black cast I just felt like that was a reach um but also I do feel like the diversity that we did see I think is because of Shonda Rhimes because there were no black people in the book to begin with um but I don't think that is Shonda's job to blackify everything if that's that's the word i'm gonna use for now it's not a word but i'm gonna use it um i think bridgerton was great as is like obviously it's still not representation of the world we live in because the world that i live in you know we have people like you said of asian descent of latin descent and that wasn't completely shown in the show but i don't think this show has to take on the whole world <laughs> um, mm-hmm. at one time either because the beauty of this show is that it's supposed to go through all the seven siblings. So it's not to say who's to say what we're going to see in the second season. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind. Like I said, she took a lot of heat on Bridgerton. I personally love Bridgerton. Um, but also I've like expected interracial interracial relationships from Shonda Rhimes so it wasn't anything new to me so I didn't understand where this heat you know was coming from because that's the same thing with Scandal and Grey's Anatomy how to get away with murder like that's just the route that Shonda Rhimes has taken and it's working for her so more power to her um but I don't think everything has to be all black all the time um I think there's a time and a place for everything. 
um and shauna knows what she's doing so yeah. <laughs> there, there's that um i think the world the set needs to match the world so there needs to be more women there needs to be mm-hmm. people of different races and backgrounds mm-hmm more people who are part of like the lgbt community like it needs to be a representation of what the world is there are there are plenty of people who are more than qualified Mm -hmm. but you know i i can only imagine getting getting into the circle of film is probably tough Mm -hmm. you know just similar to any other workplace i'm sure but just open the door keep it wide keep pushing keep trying I'm yeah. sure that's that's a common theme when people are given their like um when they win awards when they're given their speeches of like how they mm-hmm. kept going and how they kept trying. So mm-hmm. push, 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 help out the person next to you, help out the person to come after you. That's yeah. how we get it. So I think, you know, Shonda has made a great name for herself with what she's done and that's gonna help the next person who wants to be a writer or producer because um, mm-hmm. she's already said like yeah I'm a woman I can do it yeah I'm black I can do it and yeah. I do it well I do it really well <laughs> she she does she definitely does and I think it is opening doors but I think also too like so you know Shonda takes the interracial route interracial love route for most of her shows and Lena Waithe, while I think she has some some problematic things, I think that happens on her set. I'm not gonna speak to that piece because I don't get that deep in the shade room. Um, but I feel like Lena Waithe, her movie productions are normally, you know, majority black, and even then, people still have things to say. So I don't think you can never fully like satisfy people. Um, even when you do, you know, get what you ask for um so that's also something to keep in mind I think they can only do so much they're all at the end of the day we're human first um so they can't take on the world of problems they can only do the best that they can as they keep going and keep growing um and like you said keep that keep that door open because I feel like we're also expanding um I mean insecure think about Issa Rae for example like that's a show one that is not traumatic it's just about black people living their lives and having regular nine to five problems um but i think Issa also does a really good job of diversifying um keeping things inclusive but also just keeping it real at the same time and opening doors for people um so i commend Issa as she goes through you know as we were on the last season of insecure but you know her growth is just like man it's absolutely for her it's beautiful yeah it is inspirational like sis came a long way and that's just by continuing to try Mm mm-hmm yeah continuing to work on her craft coming back better the next time yeah and she's also giving she's giving you know black people new roles that we've yet to tap into um because obviously you know in a lot of white films like you know we're cast as like the 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 best the black best friend or like stereotypically we're you know classified as ghetto or a baby mama x y and z and like 
the beauty of having black filmmakers and producers and things like that is that they're expanding our characters beyond this box that you know white people have created for us and the only things that I feel like have been like winning awards if they do um and so that's beautiful to see in current um film as well Mm -hmm. um absolutely yeah so we're, we're getting there slowly but surely I actually wrote a paper in college about why we we as black people only get awards for things that either dehumanize us or is very stereotypical um Halle Berry for example was like I think she was the first person to win um like an Emmy or an Oscar I get those confused but she was like the first one to win but she won for Monsters Ball which was literally Mm -hmm her being degraded as a as a woman and a human being and you know it made me feel some type of way so i wrote a whole paper about why we deserve more (laughs) we we shouldn't just get awards for you know degrading ourselves essentially in a role um because i can't remember who else i think denzel washington won for training day and they said that was like one of his like worst films like to win as or some shit like that i've never seen training day so i can i'm literally only going by what people tell me um but yeah it's just like it's interesting he's had so many good roles he sh- he has he What's should have won so many more remember times. the titans john q like <sighs> denzel has so many great films like even his uh, quote-unquote mediocre films if you want to call them that like the ones that maybe everybody doesn't love, but he still did a great job. Even those are better, like, than Training Day, from what I've been told. So, I don't know. I mean, Training Day was a good movie, but, I mean, he was he was a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> and we get awards for being niggas. Um, so, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited for where black film and black opportunities are going um viola davis you know also pointed that out in one of her recent awards that she won is that you know the only thing that us as black actors and black people need is the opportunity um to you know show a show let the world see what we can do um so yeah you know we're baby we're getting there also viola davis is a fantastic fucking actress and she deserves all the things so look that was just a random side note because you know someone called her like the black meryl streep and she was like nah i ain't the black meryl streep i'm viola davis i said (laughs) mic drop yes ma'am mic drop although we do we love meryl streep okay meryl Meryl, this is a meryl streep stan account however they are not one and the same so don't get it twisted but also, Meryl with the shits. <laughs> I do fuck with Meryl. <laughs> she had my heart since the Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> oh my god. That that low-key could be one of my favorite movies, too. Oh, yeah. Every I time love, it's on I TV, I actually watch movie. it. <laughs> Same. And I can like watch it and not get tired of watching it. Yes. Exactly. Because... As you get older, it I don't know, it hits different. Because that movie came out in, like, I don't know when it came out. It's actually a book. 
I thought about reading the book, but then I was like, I feel like I'll hate the movie afterwards, because that's normally what happens. The book is normally almost always better than the movie, but... I never read the book, but um, the movie was very well done, so I'm going to assume... That the book was I'm great. Not, I'm, I'm never, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna read the book. I don't, yeah, I don't think I need to read the book. Similar to the Notebook, um, also a fantastic movie, but uh, I don't want to read the book because it was so good. So unpopular opinion, I could, I, I could do without it. <laughs> That's fair. I, I don't know. I just, I love me a good love story i just i do and i do too but i i can do without it. and ryan gosling i've loved ryan gosling since remember the titans like i remember titans is my shit and it's you know interesting because obviously that movie is very much set in you know like is that like jim crow era i don't know what era that was for remember the Titans, but it's very much very real and very much it was like you know racism was alive and well during that time but it's still one of my favorite movies of all time um and i cry almost every time <laughs> oh lord oh lord listen i love denzel washington okay so yeah um Same. but what before we like wrap up obviously do you feel like our normal is marketable to the mainstream like and when i say that i mean like right now i don't necessarily see shows like martin and the cosby show excluding bill cosby but y'all get the fucking point okay um and like living single the shows like that like that were like very good in the 90s but it was just literally black people living in their lives like I don't know if I see authentic just black shows like that anymore like in 2021 like do you think you see shows like that now like or do you feel like it's kind of like far and in between like here and there like Insecure is a great show that I think would be considered like in that normal show bucket but I don't know very many Oh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. They're supposed to be rebooting that. Jesus Christ. But yeah, I saw that. Um, I I just think those you just don't you really don't see very many sitcoms anymore. Those that's what those were. Mm. You there the sitcom era has been washed away with reality. Quote I quote reality because it's like scripted reality TV mm-hmm. like yeah. that you know back then that was you had all kinds of sitcoms white people sitcoms black people sitcoms Mm -hmm. but then this world of reality came in and the drama came in and Mm. and that's more so what's taking up your airtime. that's fair and and everybody you know everybody wants to have the next best reality tv show um i just missed the basics like give me some my wife and kids type shit like that was such a good show back in the day i don't know if it would be good now that might be a show i watch now and be like girl it wasn't that good but yeah 
no rea- reality tv washed away all of that uh, so that's yeah, i don't think that necessarily has to do with color but we yeah. mean, reality tv became the it thing so now you you get so many freaking reality tv shows yeah reality time for that for that scripted true scripted series they're not writing anymore basically bt got them though <laughs> they do <laughs> they do i'm just saying <laughs> i BT, know and on bt plus and on yeah. girl because queen sugar has my heart okay love queen sugar Ava That's Ava Duvernay. Funny. She's also one of the is she a writer or producer or she might be both. But Ava Duvernay, she knows what she's doing and she's also doing really well in the in the film industry. I just love seeing us kill it cuz she's all over the sphere. I don't know what else she what else she directed. I think that movie A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. She all over, but she's doing a damn thing. So yeah. Hopefully that makes you guys think. Think about the things that you see on your TV now and just, you know, think about how different things are. I guess is the the point of this conversation of how things have shifted from sitcoms to reality TV and binging cuz now binging is like, you know, normal. We don't we're impatient now. We don't even watch shows how we used to anymore we get antsy if we gotta wait a week like no i want to watch the whole show on a weekend um so even how we view tv is much different but yeah 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 yeah. we'll see i think it um a lot of stuff stopped um for like COVID and stuff like production and stuff stopped so i'm excited for as movies films tv start to they start to crank them out. Get some new stuff. One of these days, I'm going to have to go to the movie theater. I love going <laughs> to the movies. I can I tell know, you. I just, I, I don't know the last time I went pre-COVID. Oh, I went to, no, I do not. I went to go see Cruella DeVille. That was wonderful. Um, But before Cruella DeVille, it was um the photograph. So there's a big gap in between my movies. <laughs> movie days because mm-hmm. photograph was like 2019 and Cruella came out this year or yeah this year so it was like a good two years in between yeah yeah I don't know it's been a long time I think I watched and especially like they're doing a lot of stuff like HBO Max you can watch movies on there now yeah, I saw King. We watched King Richard, um, which was about Serena and Venus's um, dad, which is in theaters. But I got to watch it from HBO Max. So <laughs> they're also taking away the need to even drive to the movies now. Yeah, that movie popcorn just hit different though. Oh, that butter! It's the butter. It's so good. You can't buy that butter like. You could buy it in the grocery store, but it just don't hit the same. They make that popcorn with love and grass. Even like the candy, like the milk does, like those hit, everything hits different in the movie theater. Probably because it costs so damn much. <laughs> I was about to say, because it costs like $30 if you go to the concession stand. I don't even be mad because I don't go that often. So when I do go, 
I'm going for the full experience. Give me my popcorn. Give me a dang of butter to put in it. Get a little drink, drink. Um, but yeah, I I miss I miss the movies. That was one of my favorite solo date times. So hopefully they make some movies that I actually want to go see. Yeah, in the near future. Yeah, we can only hope. Um, hit us up, y'all. A little S and M, Instagram. Find us, Apple, Amazon, Spotify. Mm-hmm. We out here. We out here. Yeah. Uh, find me at Mia the G, Big G, Capital G. Gangsta, in cursive. Um, and you can find me at Fetish Wino on Instagram. That's all we got, folks. All right, y'all. We holla. Bye.